Namaste. Welcome back. We had some interesting discussions at 12.30. So now we would like to uh, uh, look into the topic of clarity. Clarity about clarity. This is what uh, Kimber asked. So about clarity. Is I keep talking about clarity is important. Clarity is the name of the game like this. Um, that's why I said, what is that? What does it mean? Clarity. Because my teacher always used to say that clarity is the name of the game. So I'll start a little bit with my own experience in life, and then we will get into some discussion and other things. So my own experience was uh, like this. When I was not clear also, I was thinking I was clear. <laughs> this is the interesting thing. This clarity and correctness, they are different things. <laughs> so. Many times I'm not clear, but I think I'm clear, and then I'll be uh, doing that. Because we can do something only when there is an approval in our mind. The mind should say, go ahead, then only it's possible. A decision has to be made in the mind. That is why in the mind also there are different faculties which are considered as in a sequential thing. Memory is just a storage, one faculty of the mind. Thinking is another faculty. Thinking, analyzing, calculating and all. Decision making is considered a higher faculty. In Indian philosophy, we divide the mind into four aspects. It's called manas, buddhi, chitta, ahankara. Manas means mind which thinks, analyzes, emotions and everything. Buddhi is the decision making. Chitta is the memory. Ahankara is the eye sense. It's not exactly ego, but the eye sense. Eye sense means everywhere it is there. Ahankara will be there everywhere. When you do something, you'll say, I did. When you didn't do, you'll say, I didn't do. So that eye sense will be there pervading the entire thing. So it can be in a negative way, it can be in a positive way, it doesn't matter, it's there. So, buddhi means the, it's loosely translated as intellect, but it's not actually intellect, it is the decision-making faculty. Because unless a decision is made in the mind, things won't move. For example, if I look at it, and if I look at this and then if I am looking at this first time, I don't understand what this is. So if I hit it, okay, this is a, a meditation uh, bowl. So mind has to conclude. For example, if first time if I am seeing, I am a little surprised, what is this? So still mind is in a, if there is no memory of this, the mind cannot. For example, we are walking in the garden, we see an insect first time. We never saw such a colorful one, and we don't know whether it is poisonous or non-poisonous. So mind is in a limbo. Mind will be just, oh, I never looked at it like this. Is it poisonous? Is it not poisonous? 
So when that is what we call it is the mind is in the stage of analyzing, thinking, trying to recollect. Is there information about it? It's trying to recollect. If it is there, it will come. If the information is not there, it will just wait. But mind cannot stay in this state for a long time. That is why it quickly come, starts concluding. Oh, it must be non-poisonous. It looks beautiful. <laughs> it looks beautiful doesn't mean that it is non-poisonous. It can be poisonous. Something looks ugly can be non-poisonous. Something looks beautiful can be poisonous. But mind cannot stay for a long time like that. That is how it concludes. Quickly tries to conclude because it is uncomfortable to be in a state of uh, limbo. So it wants to conclude. Then it feels rest. Because then it can go ahead with the rest of the life. This is one of the reasons why mostly we don't, um, we, we cannot think much. We quickly conclude. We come to conclusions quickly about people, about everything. Because otherwise the mind is, uh, is in a limbo. For example, if you are watching a movie, uh, watching a football match, imagine you are watching a football match first time, you are watching these two teams, you don't know both the teams. But you just observe your mind, after one or two minutes, the mind will start taking one side. I wish this team wins. You don't know both the teams, you don't know anybody in the team, nobody is your friend there, nobody is your enemy, it's just a neutral thing going on. But you will say, oh, I wish. So whenever you, if you carefully observe, you start siding the team, which your already mind has taken. And if you, someone comes and asks, why are you supporting this team? Oh, I like that jersey. I like the tattoo of that man. Something, you know, just mind will come to a uh, conclusion. It comes to, that's how mind quickly starts deciding. And then it says that I am clear. That is how the thing, clarity comes up. Ah, I know, I know why I am doing this. Why? Because it doesn't want to think that I am not clear still. Because if I say that I am not still clear, then I, my energy is blocked and I cannot go ahead with the things. Same thing everywhere. Like, you no, know, when you want to go next, where you want to go next. If you are not clear, then uh, it's like a, it's, it's stress. It's taken like a stress. So you have to quickly come to some conclusion that, no, ah, this is a beautiful place, I will go there. Then you feel comfortable. So this is, so clarity is different from correctness. So clarity, what we think clarity is not really clarity. So if we are clear of the correct thing, then it is the real clarity. So when I say clarity is the name of the game, you ask anybody, somebody who is drinking Coke, you ask them, every day they may be drinking three or four Cokes, you ask them, they say, it's, I'm clear, it's good. It's not harmful. They, if they think that it is harmful, they won't drink. They say, people say it is harmful, but uh, it's not really so bad, you know, it's such a nice thing. So, the mind somehow is clear. So that is how people who are doing certain wrong things or wrong, you know, things in a wrong way are wrong things. They are clear, but that's not clarity. So, when we are saying clarity, it is not exactly like that. For example, if I am doing something in a wrong way, or if I am putting money in a wrong investment, I am putting money in a wrong investment, and uh, I think uh, I am clear, this is going to give me higher rate of return. If I think that it is not going to give me higher rate of return, I will not put it. 
So what is it? I am thinking, I am clear in my mind that this will give me higher rate of return and I am putting money. But I may, it's not, maybe it's not right. Maybe it's a wrong investment. So that is not clarity. Many times people say, ah, I am clear what I am doing. I know what I am doing. I know what I want. Many times people, almost all of us, without any exception, we all say, I know what I want. But uh, unfortunately, many times we are not clear about what we want. We think, for the time being, it looks like we know what we want. But uh, that is how, after some time, then we look back and say, oh, I didn't want that. <laughs> this is exactly what happens even with people also, the same thing happens. with Our judgments about people, our judgments about what we want to do. So that is why when we say clarity, it's not just uh, uh, clarity for the time being, but clarity in line with the correctness, completely clear, correct clarity. So we, unfortunately, we have to use this type of uh, conflicting words, correct clarity, what does it is wrong way uh, of talking, but that is how it is. So. I'll just narrate a few minutes about my background and experience in this, then I will tell you. For example, when I was working, I was thinking I'm clear, making money is most important, raising in the career is most important, and I'm clear. I'm very clear. So that is how I pursued and you know, did my engineering, then went for masters, then worked for the job, then want to make more money, went into financial management. Every time I'm very clear. I'm putting money in investments. Something went wrong, but still, I'm, oh, okay, that's okay. But I'm clear. At every point, I'm thinking I'm clear. But when the turn happened to me, when my mother died, that's when all, all questions came up to me. What is life? What is the meaning of life? What am I doing? What is the connection to what am I doing? And is there any meaning to whole life? This is how whole thing came up. Then I couldn't continue. Then I went into the being a, a, a monk. Even there, I was thinking, I know. <laughs> this is the funniest part. <laughs> because I read a lot of books. I read a lot of, I used to be a voracious reader. Uh, so once I take up a book, I will read complete. It's two o'clock in the night, three, four, whatever it is, I will read. Then only I can keep it, I cannot keep it down. I was helpless, like, you know. And reread the books. I used to reread the books. Some of the books I read 100 times, um, 50 times, 100 times. Some of the books, like I know them by heart because I read them so many times. So, and then vast reading. So I used to, and I did read a lot of spiritual books. So I was thinking I am clear what I want. So then I decided with my unclear, clear mind <laughs> that, uh, okay, I will give up my job and I will go full time. It hint came from someone. Someone said that, why don't you pursue full time? Why are you still working and trying to pursue these questions? Why don't you go full time? That's how I went into full time. Good, I don't have any responsibilities. So I wanted to go and went into it. And then I decided uh, to join a particular monastery because that is the biggest monastery in India. And it's a very uh, more than 100 years old Ramakrishna mission. So it's a good place. It's a wonderful place. A uh, lot of history to it. Um, this is founded by Swami Vivekananda who wrote the four yogas and all, great, great uh, enlightened masters they founded. So I joined there and uh, I used to imagine, this is the thing, my imagination, I am thinking I am clear. 
it's my imagination my imagination was that whoever is there is enlightened they have seen god i had my own concepts about god and i'm clear <laughs> so i thought that everybody there already know because there are some people who are monks were there for 50 years 50 years this man is here in this monastery he must be enlightened he he must be daily talking to god no my conversations with god this is the thing like oh he must be every night he must be sitting and chatting with god is my fantasy my imagination but i was thinking it's clear so went and joined but the reality is completely different reality is completely different people are also struggling there they were not able to guide i was not getting any guidance i quickly realized within a month or two i realized there is nobody guiding they were telling read books do the practice that is not enough i had thousands of questions and nobody was there to answer nobody was there to answer so it was a helpless situation i started crying this was the thing helpless not clear i understood i am not clear now <laughs> and it is not clear i am not clear and there is nobody to help me so helpless so only thing we can do is cry i was crying and these monasteries are like prisons you cannot go out also to meet people and talk to people or anybody so you have to be there in the nobody is there and we were all like uh, people of our age 28 29 we were number of uh, number of us and all of us were in the same boat we were all struggling helpless so every night one and a half years i cried every night reading books praying crying nothing else <laughs> nothing else. doing things in the day we have to do things different things have to be done in the monastery taking care of the book stall and different computer some computer work and all that but inside crying all the time nights crying every night i cried for one and a half years probably that's why uh, touched i don't need to cry so much because i cried so much <laughs> because i burnt my boats i gave up my job left my family and nobody knows where i was shut off it's a really a difficult decision with back given our backgrounds so then finally again i have to take a decision i need clarity i have to understand so i don't know what i have to do but still this thought was that no if i meditate i can get enlightenment i have to meditate and this place is not giving me opportunity to meditate so, so confusions and clarity they get mixed up and so i left and i went to rishikesh another place in india I was there sometime in different places 10 days here 5 days there and all that sometime and i was there for a few months on the bank of the river because i didn't have a place to stay five months i was there outside and finally i happened to go to one monastery the uh, i was introduced to the the monk there the main person there and he asked me uh, what do you want to uh, what do you want what do you want this is what he asked me what do you want uh, i said i want to realize god this is the expression oh he didn't say this he said oh and uh, what do you want to do then <laughs> i want to meditate and realize god so i was clear there i was not asking you know what <laughs> oh are you interested in studying and getting some clarity i said what clarity <laughs> what clarity what study he just smiled he didn't say anything he said okay you can stay for some time and see for yourself that is how i 
started staying there, started attending their classes. The philosophy taught in a particular way, systematic way, the original things. So up to that time, I was thinking that I am clear about everything. So when they started teaching, and I find that lot of conflict now. What I know and what they were explaining. There was a conflict. So it's difficult, it's painful. So my mind doesn't want to accept. So this is where one thing I found is that when I think something I know, and what the inputs come are not in line with them, then we don't want to accept it. We don't, we don't refuse. That is the nature of the mind, our emotions. For example, you, you, you want to invest in something, and somebody says, no, that's a bad investment, don't do. Your mind will first refuse, oh, this person is trying to tell me something not right. So you want to reject even the person. This is how it happens. When the information is given against what we believe, our mind wants to reject. It doesn't want to be an open, open mind. And so the teaching was in, not in line with what I thought was right. But then I found people were good, they were very kind and very loving. I thought, people are good and kind, how can, if they know what they know is wrong, then they cannot be kind and loving and nice. So let me continue some time. <laughs> Otherwise I would have left the place and went away to some other place. So I stayed. So that is when I started like understanding. Because there, the whole thing was about, the importance was given about the clarity with respect to like everything about the philosophical aspect, what is life, what is God, what is the connection between me and God. God is not some person sitting somewhere. It's not that you see God means God will suddenly appear here and all. This is all a fantasies. Because I read too many fantasy, spiritual fantasy books. So they were like, I used to be in the spiritual fantasy world for a long time. So I used to go to some of these uh, monasteries and uh, ashrams and all that. I used to imagine that the the, because they write like that. So there is a lot of, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, there is a lot of hypocrisy and cheating in the whole, whole spiritual business. It's also a business. So there is a lot. So they, they write things like, which are not real. In the books they will write, which are not real. Like uh, they will write that the, the, the main man knows your thoughts before they arise. There are some ashrams even now, I know. I lived for a long time in these setups, I know. Some places they try to tell you that the head of the ashram, she or he, she knows your thoughts before they arise. <laughs> so, come on, you will be like really scared. <laughs> because, you know, because if you are going in the presence and then, you, even if you are in your room, they will tell she knows everything. <laughs> So you naturally will start getting thoughts and uh, bad thoughts and all that and then oh, she knows everything. And then you go with a bad thought into in her presence and she somehow looks like this. She must be just you know tired or something. And like that. Oh, she recognized my because we start imagining things. We start projecting. And they write such things in the books. I was in one place, I don't want to take names. Uh, I was in, because some of us know the places and also I better keep <laughs> the, <laughs> politically correct. <laughs> so I was in one place, I was not allowed into the, uh, into the monastery, into the ashram. Once I wanted to go and meet this head of this place, I was not allowed. I was told that uh, he won't meet anybody now. Uh, you, sorry, we can't allow. So I said I came from, uh, 
traveled 300, 400 kilometers and I said that I, I don't want to meet and disturb him, but at least allow inside, allow me inside. I'll just sit there and then just enjoy the place. Like, you know, someone comes to your farm and then his gate is closed and uh, they want to meet you, you say that I'm busy. Okay, but they will say that I want to go around in your farm and we'll go away. Will allow, okay, it's all right. No, sorry, we don't allow at all. So I was thinking that, oh, I must be a bad guy. That's why they don't allow me. So they don't allow me because I must be having bad thoughts, impure thoughts. <laughs> so they are not allowing me inside even the compound. And uh, because it is written in their books that uh, uh, this man is having the powers. He has powers to know your thoughts and everything. And he has a special crystal. With the help of that crystal, he knows everything around. It's written in the books that he has a big special crystal, uh, crystal Shivalinga. And this man, he knows everybody's thoughts and everything with the help of that. So I was thinking, I am so impure, I am not allowed. I should have stayed there. No, I left the place because they didn't allow me. I stayed there for two, three hours. But then they said, no, we want three hours. So I waited outside, but they didn't allow me inside at all. So I went away. And when I was going, I was crying. I was thinking, oh, I am so impure. I am not fit for this path. So they didn't allow me. So much later, I understood this is all nonsense. <laughs> this is all bullshit. So they do all these things, they just, it's a, it's a, you know, the, the more you make it very special, the more it becomes important, that's all. Because the funniest part was that, at the same time, one of my friend visited that place and met that man and spent four hours and my friend was not interested in meeting him. Because his father-in-law took him by force. This is a political man. So this man is a free guy, he's sitting there chatting all political things. My friend told me, because I was working at the time, my colleague in the company, same company, he went there. And then he spent four hours with him. And then he told me that, oh, I was really such a horrible thing. This Swami was sitting and then talking all political things and I'm not interested at all. I said, is it real? He explained, he said, I was not even allowed inside. <laughs> He said, they don't even allow inside. He said, what not allowing inside? I was there for four hours inside. So this is, so it took time for me to see through. And I'm saying clarity, the clarity is with respect to seeing through. It, anything, any decision making, what I say is, so it took for me a long time to understand what is, what is clarity. So when I say that if we want to be clear about anything, I say like five steps. Five steps to clarity and correctness. The first one is first define. Define like, you know, what we want, what we like to know. It can be with respect to anything. It can be with respect to an investment. It can be with respect to a person. It can be with respect to a, a course which we want to do. or it, it can be anything, but be more clear. Definition, defining what is that I am looking for. We cannot generalize everything. Then it becomes like, no, more focused definition. Like this is what I want to know. Certain things can be very broad, certain things can be narrowed. Simple things like an investment and all, a simple thing. Like no, no I have a money, I have uh, say 200,000 rupees and I want to invest in something, uh, where I should invest? A simple question. Or it can be about life and all, which are like a much bigger questions. Some things can be in between. 
no, I like this person and uh, should I get into relationship or not? Or should I get into, uh, no, next step or not? It's like slightly more uh, longer perspectives, uh, they have longer effect. But be clear about the thing. So, so one is defining. The moment we are defining, we are, we are clear. We are on the, on the path. Many times that itself takes time. Defining it very as clearly as possible and looking at it many times to see that yeah, is it is this I want? Is this what I want to know? First thing. Then second thing is seek information. Seek information with respect to that. Information, once we are seeking information, it can be all types of information. It can be what we, uh, some things we like, some things we don't like, some things we believe, some things we don't believe, it doesn't matter. For example, if I want to learn about, uh, say, organic farming or permaculture, then I want uh, in more information should be allowed. I should allow as much information as possible. The second one. Third one is engage in thinking, analyzing, discussions, all that. Is not wrong at all. Lot of people, they don't want to think. They say that, oh, I'm already thinking. Come on, we are thinking, but we are thinking unnecessarily. We should think in, a, in the right way. Thinking is not bad. Useless thinking is bad. Thinking is important, right thinking is important, not wrong thinking or unnecessary thinking. But if we stop thinking, why we have a head? I always ask people, we have a head and we have a heart. If you don't want to think at all, don't need a head. <laughs> there is a head, you know. It's there to think. We have to think. We have to think in the right way. We have to bring the thinking and the feelings and everything together. That is the thing, purpose here. So thinking is important. So we cannot avoid, ignore thinking because when we are not clear, the doubts keep coming back and they keep disturbing us and they keep blocking our energy anyway. So thinking, analyzing, engaging in discussions. Sometimes when we engage in discussions, yes, sometimes people with whom we are discussing, they may not know even what we know. So then they simply they talk nonsense. It may not help much. <laughs> but sometimes they pose certain questions which may help us to think in a direction. So it's not completely bad. So, but thinking, analyzing, and uh, engaging in discussions with friends and all, it helps in a big way. Because many times it throws certain things which we are not clear to our surface. That's why many times when we're talking, uh, then things come up. Talking helps. You know, therapist is charging just for us to talk. So the therapist is sitting, we makes us talk and talk and talk, and then we get clarity. And we think that the therapist is helping us to get clarity. Just allowing us to talk. And that's all. So pay for it. You have to pay for it. So, so this is the third one. The fourth one is, we may have to wait some time. We may have to wait, be patient. Be patient for the clarity. Why? Because the mind otherwise quickly concludes. This is the problem of the mind. We have to realize, mind doesn't want to stay in sus sus suspicion. Or, uh, like for example, you you more or less clear, but you tell certain things we can wait in life. You can say, okay, 10 days I will wait before I take a decision. No, mind doesn't want. Huh, right now. We are in a hurry all the time. We are in a hurry. We want to quickly finish it off. So that we can, mind can be engaged in just something else. So, but if we say the 10 days I will wait. Now I understood, I took a decision, but I will wait for 10 days. 
It makes a difference. Ten days, one month, depending on the things. See, we are talking about things which can wait. We are not talking about, you know, when you are driving and suddenly you are in a difficulty. There, you don't need to think. The body takes over. You know, the, the our, uh, our impulses will take over in such emergency situations. We are walking on the street and something is chasing us. We will run. We don't need to think. <laughs> There we are not thinking, analyzing and all that. There is no time. Limbic brain will take over and then simply actions will happen. We are talking where we can wait. Sometimes we can wait for one month, two months. No hurry. It's not that we have to take a decision tomorrow, otherwise we will die, no. If such, such a thing happens, we better wait also. Sometimes somebody comes, the salespeople, if you carefully observe this, the way salespeople operate, salespeople will try to put a pressure to make it, it's going to be sold. This is the last piece. This is ultimate because they suddenly see, because they're intuitive. They see that you're interested in this. So they don't, they want to close the deal. Because that is how, because you may change your mind tomorrow. So the sales mentality is like, they want to, it will be, it will be sold tomorrow. No, it's already somebody actually asked for this. So it's only one piece we have. So somebody already talked about it. So it's up to you. There will be hundred things waiting there. Nobody is buying them. <laughs> but they will, they will, the way will, they will put it up. See all these uh, bookings also on the flights and only two seats remaining. <laughs> only two seats remaining. Because the other time we were traveling in somewhere in Tallinn or uh, some other place. This is the buses were showing on the boards one seat left. One seat left. We left them because we were two. <laughs> but then somebody said, why don't you try? Then we went and tried in the counter, there are two seats, there are in fact 20 seats empty. Then we saw on the picture, how many, we, we asked, can we select, choose the seat? They said, yes, and she turned the computer, it's all empty. <laughs> <laughs> but the board is showing only one seat is left. This is a sales mind, mindset. The same thing happens with us also, like mind wants to quickly sell this idea. It doesn't want uh, to wait. So if we wait, then we will know. Because many new things will come up in the mind in the next 10 days, 15 days. You more or less decided, but suddenly the mind will start projecting, we call as the, the counters to it. We call it Puropaksha in Sanskrit. Means some objections, some new ideas, new thoughts. They keep coming up, indicating that we are not very clear. Not clear. The last one is once you are clear also, try to shake it. For example, you are very clear. Go and expose yourself to environment which will shake it. We call it like a stolen nikhananyaya. Like, no, for example, you put a post. You dug a post. You dug and put a post. So whether it is really strong or not, how you will know? Shake it a bit. So then you will know that, yes, it is strong. So that is what has to be done. Exposing to... Uh, the opposite. For example, if I think that I am very patient, I should expose myself to situations which are going to create impatience. That's why I got married. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, as a monk, I thought, oh, I know everything, I'm clear. Okay, get married, then you will know. <laughs> then I understood that, no, it uh, really shook me. <laughs> So this is, it, it helps. So then it's like a complete, it's more or less, you know, the, the principles about any clarity. 
So exposing to opposite means, for example, when I am very clear about, say, even the philosophically, now I think I am very clear. I have no problem when I face people who don't accept my ideas, I don't get disturbed. I, there was a time when I used to be disturbed. I want to prove my point. I want, no, I don't argue at all. I listen, I see where they stand. I don't oppose because I know the a bigger, once you know a bigger picture, you know everyone has their own stand, but you know the a bigger picture. We accept their perspective because you know that perspective also in addition to many other perspectives. So that is where you are relaxed. So you will know whether it is clear or not. So this way, a general uh, approach. The same thing applies. You can apply this to an investment. You apply this to um, to human relationships. Uh, anything. Then you see. So the the my clarity is not really. We cannot say that it is complete unless it is correct. Okay. Now you can ask questions. Then we can go further into it. Well, if you have a decision to make in your life, um, you really feel what decision, like where, which way you want to go. You really feel it. Would you prefer to wait and see if the feeling continues, or would you prefer to um, go after your feeling straight away? It uh, depends on the. See, the, so the question is, what you are asking is that should I go with the feelings immediately or should we wait for the, uh, wait and then go with them, depending on the seriousness of the decision. For example, if you feel like having a cup of coffee, uh, we don't need to wait and think until next morning. Uh, that's not a big thing. But then uh, you want to buy a piece of land, something like that, you know, which is a bigger decision. So it involves, uh, it involves many things. It involves money, it involves uh, commitments. and it. So there, definitely the feeling, uh, if you are having a lot of money, you can do it. But then, you know, buy a piece of land is easier. Selling it is difficult <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> Buying is easy, selling is difficult. So then, uh, so in such situations, it's good to, good to wait. Good to wait and see, observe. Watch. If one is too very serious, what they should do is every day they should do 10 minutes twice daily as like a meditation. Do I feel the same thing? Sit just for 10 minutes in the morning, honestly ask a question and make a, a journal. Two line, one line, half line. Yes, I am feeling the same today. Evening also the same. Continue for a month or so. What happens is first few days it will be one. After one week or ten days, the mind will actually start bringing up things. First few days, the, the unconscious won't open up. You know, the unconscious is like a, is like an ocean. The, the, the blue whales and uh, the, these things, they don't come up so easily. We have to wait for them to surface. So it's good to wait. If the decisions are major decisions, it's definitely good to wait till we are clear about the feelings. But once it's clear, we should go ahead. Whether it is right or wrong, sometimes certain things are not right, but still we have to go ahead and learn through that. There is no other, uh, there's nothing wrong in it. That is our way. Sometimes we have to fall a few times. Uh, it's not wrong. It's good. Because we learn from it. But if we're rushing into it, that is impulsive. 
uh, impulsive uh, decisions definitely are uh, but when an opportunity arises this is something very important um, my teacher used to say that this i really liked my teacher said like something like this so i was sitting in the room somebody knocked the door i didn't respond again there was a knock tuk 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 on the door who is it it's opportunity <laughs> and then said sorry i don't believe why opportunity doesn't knock twice <laughs> sometimes opportunities uh, arise then definitely we should uh, quickly take a decision we cannot like you know prolong and wait and we lose many times very good opportunities but then people will feel bad instead of feeling bad we should say okay i didn't understand at the time so next time such situations we have to for example you want to buy a land and then there is a land available very cheap and uh, it's like someone is selling distress sale they want money so they want to sell so and you know that there is no nothing hidden there because sometimes they project also we are uh, not interested to sell but we are in a hurry to sell and there will be something else inside so if there is nothing is like that then you have to quickly take a decisions there yes it's a, in such situations also it's good to follow these steps because if, for example if i am going to invest tomorrow there is an opportunity for me i have money i can buy i want to buy but then still i can be ask again once again do i really want second gather more information talk to some people around go there instead of just be in your mind gather the allow the information to flow in then engage in some discussion people may pose certain opposing ideas which will be very helpful when you really ask uh, sort of a feedback people will give feedback but many times our mind doesn't want to listen to feedback so it uh, blocks the feedback we block the feedback many times we don't want to listen because i want to listen what i like to listen this is a problem it's a big block to clarity i want to listen what i like to listen is a is a obstacle for clarity i should have the courage to listen even if i don't like then look into it and then say that okay this is not right and leave it but no it happens to be right but i don't like it it gives pain this is right but i don't like it but i have no option but to accept it it gives some pain to us but still it's good it's good because it's not going to hurt us afterwards so allow that thing and then like exposed to the opposing opposing ideas why what will happen if i don't buy what will happen all these type of things and then go with the feeling so what we are essentially doing is we are trying to bring head and heart together because when we bring head and heart together in life no conflicts even if it goes wrong afterwards we will say that i won't feel bad because i gave enough thought to it i did ask people i did enquire i did listen to something which i didn't like still i went ahead with it that means that was the best thing i can do at that time because we have limitations something we can do some things we cannot do that was the best thing at a given time we can do what best we can do 
So that was the best thing I could have done at the time. But if we have not done our part of the work, or we are blocking, that is suppression. When the people talk of suppression, this is the suppression. When the opposing information is there, I don't want to listen to it. Suppression. Suppression of the right information. And it will hit me afterwards. It was coming, symptoms were coming, I didn't allow the symptoms to be expressed. Yes? Just adding to this uh, situation, as you said that uh, it's nice to discuss with people and uh, listen to advice, but is it probably quite important who do we seek the advice from? So we have yes. to be really, maybe sure, select. I agree. Because, you know, when you have, yeah, well, the trouble around it and you have friends, different friends, I agree. people within different fields, and they can actually make you more confused. I agree. Whom to discuss? Whom to discuss is definitely. We should try to discuss with two types of people. Two. What is, one is people with knowledge. Two, people who are our well-wishers. Well-wishers. Well-wisher? People who want your well-being. Who are in your best interest, yes. These two. Sometimes our well-wishers may not be knowledgeable in the topic. They want you good, good, they want you things to happen in good way, but they don't know, then it is of no use. But they are helpful because they will never give you anything wrong. Somebody who wishes your well-being will say that I don't know about this point. So properly inquire or something like that. So even if they are opposing to your ideas, they will give you some nice tips. So it's good to discuss with somebody. Somebody may be knowledgeable, but they may not be interested in your well-being. So then they can distort the information. They can give a different, because they also may have some interest there. Personal interest may be there. They know, but they can suppress the information. Then also is a problem. So people who wish you well-being, they are important. Along with it, we should get in the uh, right knowledge. So we should combine them together. Not with everybody, you know. It's good not to put it on a Facebook and say, what should I do now? I want to get married, you want me? People are doing like that type of a post and sometimes I see it's meaningless. They put it on the Facebook. I'm thinking of getting married, what do you think? <laughs> half the people will say get married, half the people will say don't get married. What will you do? <laughs> We don't spend years. Then if we're spending years, then we're a problem. <laughs> Especially when we have to do things, we cannot, we have to set deadlines and then go ahead with them. When we have to take decisions. When we have to take decisions, we don't uh, spend years together. We have to actively seek clarity. And sometimes we will take, a, we have to take decisions. 
when it comes to doing things that's what i'm saying there are two different things one is when we have to do things then we need to take decisions then only we will be able to move ahead in life so somewhere we have to take a decision and move ahead so whether it is right, then if it is not right then we have to learn from it and then continue this process of life but certain other things we can continue uh, with uh, understanding and all so when we are clear um it's a it's a difficult question it's a difficult thing we we uh there is nothing called complete clarity about everything so with respect to certain things we can be clear and more is that to do with feeling at peace yes feeling at peace and uh, peace and intuition and when you look back after some time you feel it was right so that's where we have to move like for example if i i am clear and i am moving and then after some time and i look back i understand that it was the right decision when it comes to decisions it comes to clarity also still if we are not if we still we are having questions that means it's not clear we still have to pursue in that direction see when you are trying to do research when you are trying to pursue something which we don't know unknown we are trying going into the looking into the darkness into the unknown then there will be an element of surprise that is a different thing then there is clarity is the question of uh, like when you are trying to find you will come with an intuition or an understanding there you continue to do the thing you doing research into a new subject for example anything new then your process is going to give you more and more clarity means more and more layers of the unconscious are being peeled off see all the scientific discoveries are what giving more clarity about the nature about the laws governing the nature and all ignorance layers of ignorance are removing getting removed the same thing here in the clarity means the layers of ignorance are getting removed Yes. Yeah. Clarity that it was wrong is uh, is good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those seem to be the easiest ones. <laughs> 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 no, Buddha says that if you are 
if somebody is uh, somebody doesn't know and knows that doesn't know is intelligent somebody who doesn't know and thinks that knows is a fool <laughs> so it's like when i don't know and i realize oh it was uh, i was not clear it's actually it helps it helps for me my in my journey uh, the day i understood that i was not clear and now i need to see clarity uh, my i became open i was uh, learning started for me so the actual learning started and then it was painful process painful because it was uh, breaking my my ego because my ego is made up of all these belief systems and everything and ego also is like knows when i'm thinking that something is right when i understand it is wrong my ego breaks so it's not easy to accept the ego being broken down so one has to be ready because every time our ego is broken actually we grow we become more peaceful more at ease more at peace ego is just the obstruction of the thing this type of uh, ego how do we know who is a well-wisher how do we know who is a well-wisher is a, i don't know <laughs> somebody looks into your eye and says no we know this is a feeling this is it hard and within with uh, with the life information now in life we will sometimes we make mistakes with that sometimes we think somebody is a well-wisher and then we get cheated uh, we have to that the like other day we were talking about the trust sometimes our trust is being broken we think that somebody is our uh, uh, wishes our well-being but they are not so we do get uh, kicks a uh, few kicks uh, everybody in life will get kicks i don't think there is anybody who doesn't uh, get that i i'm sure in itself the yes to yes how to trust yes but that is where the problem the other day we were talking we start losing the ability to trust mm. as time progresses so difficult because we start feeling oh suspicious about everyone oh no i cannot uh, trust as unfortunate but then um, um i don't know we have to with experience we have to feel this is a feeling thing mm. feeling with also supported by information it's like you no know, many times we can look back also i say like this that actions speak louder than words like what we talk is different from what actually is being done somebody can say nice things talk oh poor girl you're suffering but they actually when it comes to doing something they won't do anything they will run away simply see in actions they won't be there when they have to help you or when they have to be there when you are in difficulty you know in terms of any help they won't be there but they talk nicely send a nice message no that's just uh, superficial so that way we can know our mind gets a bit carried away by those things niceties rather than the realities uh, then i thought in my own experience it's not so easy when somebody says what they know you want to hear mm-hmm. just believe them even if they do actions that aren't congruent with that what is that is it i was saying i found in my own experience it's very easy if somebody knows what you want to hear and they tell you that exactly ah yeah and if their actions are completely against it you can yeah. think that maybe the yeah just they will tell us what we would like to hear mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that is a this is a dangerous thing no sometimes we we may need that emotional support a little bit to tell what we would like to hear but then they have to come back and slowly tell that no this is not good this is not right it is not going to help something like that you know but 
because well-wisher is one who supports us emotionally, same time also gives the truth, not all the time opposing. So some emotional support is needed. Sometimes, uh, though we are wrong, somebody has to come and say, don't worry, it's all right. <laughs> so it's not right, but they have to say, it's all right, don't worry. <laughs> so that actually gives us the strength to correct ourselves. So non-judgmental. Because, you know, sometimes in the name of well-wishers, like some parents and all, they all the time criticize. So they, no doubt, they, they wish you were well-being. But no, then uh, it uh, starts draining the children emotionally because their judgment, it looks like being judgmental in the name of, oh, you see, I'm advising you only because I wish you all the good. But then come on, sometimes we will make mistakes like you did in your life. <laughs> they also did a lot of mistakes. <laughs> How to step five? See, step five in relationships. <laughs> Do something stupid and see how it will. <laughs> No, that is one. Another can be like, no, do something with stupid. <laughs> so that they see whether the person is judging or accepting or not easy, but can write it and put it somewhere hidden and then do something. <laughs> and see what will be the reaction. It's a, it's a daring thing, but, but it helps. <laughs> Relationships are uh, to be... Generally, we are being carried away by the heart in any relationship. It's not, not wrong. That's why we use the word, you know, fallen in love and all such expressions. Because uh, thinking is taken to backseat. And uh, we don't encourage thinking in, uh, in the love. That's how any discussion comes up. No, I know. Don't talk about it. So it's a tricky thing. One has to... But... Uh, Predominantly, it can be heart, but the head should be used. Even in a relationship, uh, predominantly it is heart-driven, but uh, if there is zero head, it is dangerous. As we don't read the symptoms. There, sometimes there will be uh, some symptoms, which are very obvious and we refuse to see them. So that's how the later they become predominant. And then uh, people see the, like we were talking to Lawrence, he was telling them the red flag. Yeah. He's using the word red flag. No, there will be some red flags and we look at them like green. And then it's, uh, <laughs> uh, so there will be sometimes like, no, like for example, the partner is uh, obviously lying a couple of times, three times, four times. No, we see that, but we don't want to see. So the symptoms will be there. When we analyze, then we, later when we analyze, we see I didn't see them. So like, I think you can see them from the very beginning too. Mm -hmm. Like it's really easy. Like they'll say like, 
You know what I mean? Like they'll have no integrity. Like they'll say they're gonna do something they don't. Yeah. No, once or twice, these things, no, everyone, we all are limited, we have limitations. Yes, a few times doing RFN or something like that is different, or something harmless things is different from serious things. So that's where we need to have a distinction between something silly, something serious. We have to have a gradation. Uh, so we, we should recognize at least, we should recognize and then... Uh, uh, not turn a blind eye to it. So that uh, helps. So head should be also used in uh, at least 10%. Not like you know, too much calculations and not, that becomes business then. But then if we, head is not used at all, uh, many young people, they don't use their head at all. Very young, young, very young, they just driven and you see the pain which they go through afterwards. So much pain to come out of that again. Everyone, all of us know these things. So, personally, I feel uh, uh, in clarity. That's why nowadays they're using the word emotional intelligence, emotional clarity, all that. And Indian philosophy is about emotional self-sufficiency. It's all about emotional clarity, emotional self-sufficiency. So that's what we were talking about, no, joy is your nature, and you're happy with yourself, and so you recognize, then things start falling in place, and they start uh, having a different uh, effect altogether. So, clarity is important even in relationships. The whole emotional intelligence concept nowadays is about uh, bringing intelligence into emotions. See, what do they mean is that don't allow the limbic brain to hijack you. Bring in the neocortex and bring in thinking into your emotions. Otherwise, emotions are meant for more for survival like in the animal field. In the animal thing, you, they have to survive. So they cannot think and uh, uh, survive. They have to act. That is, we have enough time to think and survive. That's how we built houses and everything. And so, the whole animals are, even now they are not building big things like this. Maybe they make a nest or something, but. Uh, philosophically or spiritually, this also means a lot because of belief systems, for example. If we are believing in something, if we are believing something and we think it is the right belief, it's not that all beliefs are right beliefs. The, everybody was thinking that earth is flat. That was the belief. Earth is flat. Earth is not flat. So, 